0: okay welcome to the funeral cast everybody today i have my buddy michael cooney from mortuary marketing michael why don't you take a minute to tell us who you are
1: all right what's up ben how are you we go way back we both went to worship we're both chicagoland area boys um but yeah my brother and i started mortuary marketing uh, about a year ago if you follow us on social it's social it is the mortuary store um we do a lot of fun content that applies to funeral directors i am a funeral director myself and best known for my uh speed in embalming just kidding um uh, but yeah we started a marketing uh marketing company about a year ago because we saw the need from our own funeral home and my brother has a background in marketing and advertising and we just just dove in it we we knew that there was a need for small funeral homes to to get in front of their Uh, clients and potential customers in their community. And that's how we started Mortuary Marketing. And now we're working with funeral homes throughout the US. And it's a very exciting time. And um, yeah, that's a little bit about me and uh, what we do.
0: Well, you guys both grew up in funeral home families, right? So it's more than you're just a funeral director and then your brother has a background in marketing, right? Like you have an understanding of what it's like to be a funeral director from life experience.
1: Yeah, I'm a fourth fourth generation. So it's been in the family for a long, long time. Uh, we grew up you know, a mile away from the funeral home. We were there, it was our second home. So we know the ins and outs of a funeral home. We know the ins and outs of... Generations getting passed down, and there being resistance, especially when it comes to change and new ways of doing things in marketing. And as both Ben and I know, there the ways are changing of funeral service, and that's both we're both big proponents of that because we think we can take it to new levels. And that's part of what we're doing with mortuary marketing is trying to get funeral homes up with the time and really get in front of more people and bring them in the door so they can help their community and help people. Yeah, and
0: I mean, as far as content goes on social media, you kind of undersell it a little bit. I mean, your guys have been <laughs> really pretty clever. I like the ones where you do, yeah. like, if a mortician was a sports team or, you know, oh. a college or or something like that. So it's, it's, um, it's really entertaining content uh, for pretty much anybody who's in the funeral. And the other thing is, like, it's generally relatively classy, too, right? I mean, I don't oh, think... Yeah. Yeah, you don't take it too far in the gross or low-hanging fruit um, kind of type situation, which I do have a discussion about that later on where I'm going to do that.
1: Sure. Um, yeah, but no, we, we we love doing it. It's more about we like to have fun with it. Uh, it really stems from situations that we've, we face being in funeral service. And it's like, hey, this would be a funny video. We all know what applies and like the, all the little situations that you find yourself in as funeral director. Funeral directors are very specific to what we do. So we like to poke fun a little bit of that and uh, just entertain because obviously we know that it's, it's a tough day in the life. Being a funeral director it can be a challenge. And I think part of what we try to do is to entertain and to educate and just bring some, some energy into the, into the field. And that's what our video is all about. And it's just, it's having a good time and it's getting in front of people and showing, Hey, there's, there's different ways of doing things. And uh, that's, that's all that.
0: Well, yeah. And it's just like, you know, if people think funeral directors can't be like goofy, I mean, right. you know, I, one of the reasons why I have you on, is anybody who follows me knows that that is for sure a thing. So no a person equally as goofy as I am, um making that content and then a hot plug for your store your designs are are good right and um one of my most favorite designs is the dinosaurs in the casket um t-shirts and hoodies available
1: (laughs) absolutely you got to go and get your t-shirts and your hoodies and whatever else we got to represent our industry we have a lot of fun uh things and we we just do that we don't really uh, make money off of it it's more for content and just you know getting in front of people and uh entertaining because when you have friends that are funeral directors like we both do like especially after being in for a long time it's it's great to have like those little puns and jokes with each other and that's really what we do the store for and all the apparel it's just it's just for a good time really
0: yeah and it's great and everybody i've shown it to is like oh wow you know this is it's, it is, it's clever. And you know, who comes up with all your designs? I mean, I know that you source some of your designs from places, but are you the one that make it? Your brother, your sister-in-law, who makes these designs?
1: It's a combination. It's whoever thinks of an idea, uh, we we run through. Uh, a lot of the prep room stuff will be me because my brother Connor is not a prep room guy. He's strictly on the business and advertising. He's that mine, but I have a little bit of both in me. So the prep room stuff I'll do. And Connor's really good with bringing it into pop culture and like applying funeral service to, to different parts of life. And that's where we come up with a lot of the ideas.
0: Yeah, love it. It's it's good. So if you are someone out there listening and you like funeral director stuff, whether you are one or, you know, you think T-shirts with caskets on them are clever the mortuary store is the place for you, right? And it's, um, yeah, every time I show it to somebody, they're like, wow, this is, this is really good. And there's a lot of stuff in there too. I mean, there is a ton of stickers and mugs and shirts and hoodies and um, all that kind of stuff,
1: stuff. Funny stuff. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's good. And the customer service is excellent. I should also add that when you're doing it.
1: Come on, you're dealing with us. You know, you're going to get the best. That's true,
0: (laughs) right? I mean, we, you know, you are providing customer service to families all the time who need you. Of course, you can dial it back to maybe 10% and still be top notch compared to your regular t-shirt store, so to speak, right?
1: Isn't that the way it goes? I mean, as funeral directors, we're so accustomed to be going above and beyond for all of our families. It's like a different level when you look at different, other industries, in my opinion, because we are there for them every single step of the way, doing every little detail for them as much as possible. Even when it gets, it goes onto the radar, we're still going to do that because I fully, fully believe that morticians, funeral directors are just have the best hearts because they want to help families. And that's what it's all about. And that's where that customer service comes from. And that's how so many businesses grow as funeral homes is they every family that comes in the door they're going to treat the best they possibly can and that's how eventually you just your business expands like when you're getting in front of more people you're providing a great service it's that snowball effect and that's where that customer service comes from and that's we're really good at that as we as funeral directors i think that's that's one of our best things because we care for our families
0: yeah, and I would just like to take note. We we're talking about how your online persona is kind of goofy, right? Yeah. And you make all these jokes. But if you are a listener right now, take note of how genuine Michael is being in this moment, right? So he definitely can switch back and forth from business mode to fun mode pretty easily. It it seems like, right? And then
1: gotta I think I think you drive yourself crazy if you're always in that stoic mode, you know, when you're closing, you're you're lowering down a cask and you're saying that last goodbye that's a whole different person than you are 15 minutes later with your other funeral directors in the lounge, picking up scraps of cookies. You know, it's, it's a whole different personality and you gotta have it, keep it light because you're dealing with heavy stuff. So on the other end, you got to keep it light. And I think most of us know if you've been at a funeral home for a long time, those dynamics that you have with your coworkers, those are the best and those would help you get through every day.
0: That's true. You got to have good clubhouse culture. You yeah. know, like you could be one thing in the dugout and another one on the field, right? It's two different yeah. but you can you can balance both, right? Yes, and, very well said. Yep. All right. So in this introductionary discussion, we were discussing about the um changing face of funeral service. So hmm. one of the um topics that I sent you is kind of a hot button issue. Uh, um in funeral service right now and that is the existence of a company called Titan Casket mm-hmm. so michael first of all what do you think about direct to consumer casket sales or urn sales or or anything like that what is your your general opinion on this
1: you know there's so many sides that you can take on it and um one thing that i always say is the customer should have options in no matter what the situation is because you don't know what their financial state is necessarily. So if they need that help in some way, all we're trying to do is to be in front of the family and provide the best service we can. So I think from a business model, we should be doing everything we can to to make our income and make our profits based on the actual service we provide because that's where we can set ourselves apart and that's where people are gonna see value. To be honest, a lot of people nowadays aren't seeing as much value in those caskets. I hear this all the time or see these on comments on our videos. Like, I can't believe you're charging X amount for a casket. Like it's used for two days and then it's gone. Well, it's like, well, it serves a way bigger purpose than that. But it seems like over years, that purpose and that uh, the value people see have diminished a little bit. So that's why I think as funeral directors, we get to focus on actual service. That's what we have to to provide as far as the caskets, uh, you know, specifically, um, as a funeral director, they aren't fun, because you got to deal with taking them out of the boxes and ripping them apart. And like, that is the part that drives me crazier than anything else, is the tediousness of having to break it down and rip it all apart and like, pull it out of the box and my back's breaking. That's the one part that I have an issue with. But I, you know, as far as the family picking it, it is what it is. And we're going to provide the best service possible. Obviously, you know, we're going to pick our caskets and sell them to families as as we would and provide that option for them. But um, for me, I think you, you got to give them every opportunity to to have the service that they want to have, because that's what we're there to do is to help people.
0: Yeah. And I mean, there's going to be a lot of things that break your back in funeral service. So what's one more, right? I mean, really. (laughs) And, and, you know, so that kind of comes to my final question too. So everybody is making them out to be like disruptive to the funeral industry. Whenever there's a new way for someone to purchase something of a casket, this is what we get. It's going to be a funeral home killer. It's going to be. Just
1: Costco 10 years ago. Totally.
0: Okay. Exactly. So.
1: I just had a Costco casket today and it was an awesome casket. I mean, it was if this guy was a veteran he was an army veteran and the casket was all black and it had the decals on it it was a sweet casket i mean you know you're gonna you're gonna get what you're gonna get from some places sometimes but uh it was that was a cool casket so sorry ben keep going i just want no
0: no out. that's exactly what i was thinking right is that they're not as disruptive as everybody makes them out to be because we've already had direct to consumer casket sales for Close to a decade, right? As long as I've been in funeral service, people have been frightened of it. And it's probably because, as you mentioned, a lot of people get their money from merchandise sales as opposed to the service, right? I mean, as funeral directors, there are things that we can do that no one else can do because of our licensing, right? And sell caskets is not one of those things, right? I mean, sure, that's part of one of the things that we do, but- it's not one of the things that is unique to us, right? As already mentioned. So- um, There's
1: things that you can offer too. It's, we're not a cookie cutter, we're not cookie cutter shops anymore. There are many things that you can do to offer to families that you can increase your revenue, whether it's, you know, having lunches at the funeral home, or doing different services that you're able to expand upon what you can charge a family in, in the best sense, because we're doing extra services. We don't need to be like, oh my gosh, if we don't sell this casket, we're gonna lose all of our profit. It's like, no, we can make our profits up in other ways by doing these different services. And as we all know, the the rate of cremation is is expanding greatly. So, okay, those, those caskets are gonna be gone, potentially. You might have one out of every four down the road here at some point in the next 15 years. That's very much a possibility. So to keep our funeral homes open and to go into the next level, it's like, how can we bring in more customers? How can we serve them in the best way? And how can we show our value as funeral homes? That's the way we're going to make our money for down the road for funeral homes that want to stick around. That's my take on it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the thing is, is that the services are the things that we can provide. And the important part is if we're going to charge so much for them that we better follow through on it also, right? Um... Okay, so have you had a Titan casket at your funeral home yet?
1: You know, honestly, I don't think we have. Um, we talked to Titan a while ago when we were first making content and they were awesome. They were great people. Um, just to like, I think it was when they had the Taylor Swift video. Like, Oh yeah, sure. Uh-huh. So we talked to them because they were trying to do some more marketing things, but that's neither here nor there. They were great. But I don't know if we've ever had one. We might've had one, one time. Um, But it hasn't been anything crazy for our specific funeral home, at least.
0: Yeah, I figured, you know, they, according to the video, which I will link to in the show notes, they sell thousands of caskets online, we live in an area that's still heavily Catholic. So you never know, there's a lot of people being buried in traditional type funerals, and you never know it. So have you visited their website, though, there is one like feature of it that I think is just amazing.
1: They they definitely came up with a new feature. And I, I don't know if this is what you're referencing, but you can go in and select like your different options. Like it changes the color automatically for you. It changes the corners. That's super cool. That's customizable. Like that's awesome. Uh you were referencing the video that you're gonna put in the, the notes. I do I did have a little bit of an issue with some of the way they were phrasing the things like. They were portraying funeral directors as bad people saying, oh, they're they're, these upcharges and all these things like we're not, we're in no way, shape or form are funeral directors ever trying to stick it to a family. People don't realize a lot of times the amount of overhead that funeral homes have to incur when they have these large facility with big parking lots and keeping the doors open, we don't have services running constantly every single day. So people don't realize why we need to have the level of charging. We do it's so that we can actually keep the doors open. It's not like, Oh, I'm going to buy, you know, a house in Florida because of this. No, that's not the situation. It's we're trying to keep our doors open so we can serve our community. But those are my two things that I was like, I, I didn't care for the way they were phrasing that. So
0: you know, that's the thing. If 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 the idea is that we're supposed to work together, the traditional funeral homes and the direct to consumer sales of things, like we they can't rely on old funeral director tropes either. Right, where they, I, where they're, and and that video, I totally agree with you. Definitely, sort of did that, and I think that might be why some people have their hackles up about it. Is because like they're right, like like you said, and a lot of people are moving to the service based business as opposed to a merchandise based one. So I, you know, they need to follow the trends of like our philosophy and how it matters so um you know i have to wonder how much of that was like editing um due to like to get people like oh like here's why right
1: like they said like the obscure this obscure document called a gpl and i am like there's nothing (laughs) about it like we're the most transparent end of the day i think we're one of the most transparent industries around because we have these regulations around us because people think because of they're going through a tough time they think that they're getting you know screwed like right, right. no so we have that's why we have these laws in place is like we're as as transparent as you want us to be that's the way it is
0: and because it's federal regulations right which you know uh titan casket does have there on their website which i'm perfectly fine with that doesn't bother me a, a, in the least right but yes the feature i was talking about on their website is the design your own casket right so it's i so cool. Yeah, it, it really is. You know, I made a casket with a green top and an orange bottom with silver and black handles like it. it I can put all the bells and whistles up charges 18 gauge right on it and it ended yeah. up being $1,700. Right. Yeah. For, that's great. Well, and that's the other thing, you know, on, one of the things that attracted me to their caskets by looking at them is their colors just seem to be much more vibrant. Yeah. Um, than, than the ones that you see in the funeral home, right?
1: Um, those I maybe guess maybe- new age versus tra- traditional type mix because you know traditionally you wouldn't want to have a, a vibrant loud casket, but now people are interested in that. Who maybe that's the reason I don't know.
0: Yeah, I guess that's the thing, you know, and I thought maybe, oh, this is just how the colors look on their website, you know. But um, I haven't seen one in person, but I've seen people with them in videos and then they had them in this video too. But they really do look quite um, yeah. like, they pop. They, yes, they do. They definitely have a different sort of color palette than the kind of subdued ones that we see um, in the funeral home, which I like because I think there's too much stuff in the funeral home that is like grandma's furniture, right? You know, like, you know, somebody posted recently about the new like equipment they got for their showroom, and it looks, you know, to me, the beers and all that other stuff, they look like my grandparents' TV set, you know? So <laughs> I, so I appreciate a company that's going to be like, let's make this more jazzy, you know? And that's, that's all right. they to
1: do it. Yeah, no, I that that's a great point. And I, I think it'd just be funny to see one of those caskets in like, you know, the old school funeral home that looks like it's from 1949. And then you got this like vibrant red casket in the front. Like, that's funny. That's funny to me. That's comical.
0: Yeah. I, yeah. I love it. Like, the, the they had a farmer's casket is like John Deere green, you know, just like this <laughs> super green look to it. I'm like, it's just really appealing to me to have like some color splash to it right you know and you know the other thing is you have this funeral aesthetic that's like oh it's kind of dark and the room is gonna be dark and all this other stuff and then like bam you have this pop of color in it and that's your casket so yeah um maybe uh, maybe what people should be thinking about is um buying them and selling them in their showroom right it's like an attractive piece you know i mean as we know we do end up burying people who are young and they don't necessarily fit the light blue or light pink or the you know that kind of thing and they deserve something a little bit more electric so to speak
1: yeah i'm sure they have some sort of program that um works with funeral homes somehow i mean if that's if I was doing it, that's what I would do. But um, I'm sure they have something in place where we can do that. And so we could offer it to to all the families. I'm sure um, yeah. that's something that would interest people.
0: Just treat it like your normal casket distributor. Right. Just order some from them, two or three, see how they sell. And if they sell good, keep them in stock. That's it. Right.
1: Yeah. That's easy for me to say though, I don't own a funeral home, so whatever. <laughs> Talk sure to then. the guys about it. We'll see. Maybe we'll test the waters and see how it goes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, if you do that. Well, and the other thing is, have you seen them interact online at all, like with um, their customers? Not really, no. So there was a, um, a Facebook post that I had seen where the woman was concerned about the quality of the casket that she had gotten, that it had come damaged, right? Sure. She had posted in a group where Titan Casket was a member of that group. Uh and um they immediately were like we're sorry you know whatever we can do you know we'll send you out a new one you know that kind of thing so they were publicly falling Uh on their sword in a group this was like a funeral directing group or a funeral director where this woman had shared her own post where she had tagged them in it and they immediately came to explain like hey we are they they didn't get mean they didn't nothing right they were uh, like they
1: they took the blame they said we'll send you a new one there there you go right so there well, it should be yeah i know a lot of a lot of people have policy with um online casket orders that the family would need to be present when we are taking it out of the packaging because we don't want to be accused of having anything to do with any damage that comes with it so uh that's a tough option you know you don't really want to have to do that but if that if you're someone that is concerned with that um that's i've heard that from several funeral directors that that's their policy with uh, online casket orders
0: me too and at least in this case <clears throat> if the person was you know so you open it up and it is damaged they're a casket company you're not dealing with Amazon. You're not dealing with Costco. You're dealing yeah. with a casket company that sells to the general public who that's their customers. So they're going to give you, I would think the same customer service that you would get at like a, a real customer service, not um, an AI chat bot or, you right. know, some outsourced telemarketing, you know, whatever. So, yeah, jet, right. so there is definitely a sort of personal element when they come to their own customer service. At least that's what I've observed in that situation. Right. So,
1: yeah, that's good to hear. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, Titan Casket, maybe this plug from Michael and I will get us a free one.
1: Yeah, give me a free one and I'll uh I'll take a take a nap in it and uh, we'll we'll get some crazy content going. Yeah, you
0: know you get little props going for your uh, TikTok videos and stuff like that. Yeah,
1: there you go. <laughs> it's
0: good enough for T Swift and I guess it's good enough for us, right? Oh, no doubt about it. All right, so on that note, we're going to take a quick break um, for a word from our sponsor, and then we'll come back with our other topics.